Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Steve and with me today is... Teresa. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us in our journeys of faith. Today we're going to look at uh, a moment where the disciples come and... Uh, do very disciple things with Jesus. Things, yeah, hey? yeah, yeah, for <laughs> them. Yeah. Uh, where they Theological come to Jesus word. and they say, who is the greatest? Don't right? we always often wonder that? Who's uh, better? Yeah. Who's better? Well, that's better? a question. So here we go. <laughs> okay. Uh, the 20th century ended not that long ago, right? 20-something years ago. I guess. That's and uh, they had a little vote and they came up with Albert Einstein as the greatest person of the 20th century. Okay. You can... Agree, or, agree dis- or not, right? Agree or disagree, that's that's up to you. That's fine. He won the uh, he won the the online poll or however they did it back then. Um, but here's the question for you: Who do you think is the greatest person of all time? Me? Yeah. Like other than Jesus? Well, yeah. Greatest. I have full, no full idea. Human. Would you go Billy Graham, Mother Teresa, Martin Luther, oh, uh, so Albert Schweitzer? Um, you know, uh, Neil Armstrong going to the moon first. Uh, Muhammad Ali, who liked to tell everybody he was the greatest. <laughs> um, like, Honestly, I, would I wouldn't do, be able to say one it? person. Like, would you say the Queen of England? Who uh, would you say? Uh, you know, somebody who was mm-hmm. instrumental in one ending one of the world wars. Would you go with a guy like in all time? Would you go with a guy who literally? Said he was the greatest, Alexander the Great. No, would I definitely you, would not go would with that. Would you go with uh, Napoleon? Would you go with no. like? There's, I, there's, yeah, there's so many ways that t- we can, we can kind of try to divide this down and, and figure things out. And, and uh, this is what this is what the disciples this, yeah, are doing. Right. We're we're in Matthew chapter eighteen. They're still alive, though. What's that? Yeah, well, they're alive, but they're asking who is the greatest right. in the kingdom of heaven, right? So Jesus was asked, and he answered, and, and the reality is that money, power, fame, looks, strength, speed, <laughs> uh, intelligence, uh, coordination, none of these things are on the list that Jesus answers with. Right. Um, so we're going to look at first, uh, if you want to read us, we're going to get kind of small chunks this time, oh, okay. but Matthew chapter 18, verse 1, just 1. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? So are they asking at this time the greatest as right now? Like, we're not there yet. We're still alive. (laughs) Are they just asking, like, who's come in the past that's the greatest? Maybe. Who is the greatest of all time? Because Jesus also being God would know who is going to always. Like all time. I mean, it wasn't that that long ago that they were on the Mount of Transfiguration hanging out with Moses (laughs) and and Elijah, right? Right. There's a lot in this question, yeah. but if you're going, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Mm-hmm. This is all time, mm-hmm. all humanity mm-hmm. wide. Who mm-hmm. is the greatest? And I'm and I'm assuming in the question that they're disqualifying Jesus because mm-hmm. they are following him around. Right? Um, there was lots of debates about these kinds of things. Even if you think back to John the Baptist uh, with Jesus, John had to make sure that his believer or his followers understood that Jesus was greater. Right. right, like it's a constant thing. They lived in Rome, or in Roman culture, right? So they're in Israel, but a Roman subject. So Caesar was greatest, mm-hmm. uh, according to the Romans, mm-hmm. right? So they lived in a world where knowing who the greatest was a big deal, and it's actually something that is 
super normal for us to figure out now, right? Mm one of the things that people, if you, it doesn't take long to talk to people to figure out who is the greatest is how many social media followers do I have, mm-hmm. right? Like if you've got a hundred thousand, you know, social media followers, you must be pretty, pretty great. Right. You must, you must be doing something right. Or it's the size of your bank account, your business. You know, if you're, yeah. if you're a millionaire, you must be doing something right. You must be great. Mm-hmm. It must be sporting achievements, right? You actually won a trophy or you won a championship or you made it to the professional leagues of whatever thing you're in. And, and what we start to realize is in this question, they're asking who is the greatest, but they're totally concerned with themselves. Oh, absolutely. They, they want to know where do we slot yes. in? Like, am I, am I top 10? I top 10. My top 10, Jesus, like all time in the kingdom of heaven, like I'm walking with you. Nobody else got to do that in right. my top 10. I see John be like, you're, I'm the one you love. So <laughs> like, obviously it's me. Yeah. I don't know why Matthew's even. When, when we're worried about ourselves, we start to worry about what we think we deserve in that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, like true. if I'm the best in the kingdom of heaven, clearly I've got perks, right? Mm. Like do I, you know, I just recently traveled through an airport, um, and you sit there and you watch people walk into the mm. the, mm-hmm. the special lounge because yeah. they fly a lot or whatever. And you and Frequent you immediately flyer. you like I was sitting there looking for a place to plug in my phone, and I'm thinking, I bet you there's places in there. Mm-hmm. I bet you it would be way better if I could just get through that door. But uh, you can't. I, I can't because <laughs> I don't I don't have that kind of right I don't kind of yeah I don't have <laughs> I don't fly with that airline at all. Um, so that would also be a good reason. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I fly like once a year. So yeah, you, don't fly it's, very often. Uh, you know, frequent flyers not going to get there, but it's all about mm. what can I get out of this right, deal? Right. Um, and who is the greatest of the kingdom of heaven is a question. Uh, and this is again, like I said, they're asking all time mm-hmm. just by nature of the question now, past and future. Who right. is the greatest? Cause, cause Jesus would know this and really they want those bragging rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, this one should start to m- maybe push in on our hearts because we try to figure these things out. Like we, we want to know where we fit. Uh, are you up for a promotion at work? Are you influential in the ministries you're involved in? Would things fall apart if you weren't there? We like knowing that we're important. We do. Absolutely, uh, we do. sometimes that can be a problem. And so Jesus' answer here is uh, is pretty impressive. Can you read uh, chapter 18, verses 2, 3, and 4? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So, hmm. so that's the who is the greatest in heaven? Be like this child. Jesus feels, is very good at sidestepping <laughs> answers, though, don't you find? Like, feels like he didn't answer the question. Like, hey, Jesus, like, it was a pretty straightforward question. It's like, and, it's like when like, you're We're in looking school, for a name, like Moses. And Could you just say Moses? <laughs> Could you just say, you know, like... This guy that's coming, his name is Paul. Yeah, yeah. Could you it's just gonna be say, him. Could you just say? But I feel also like you know how they say there is no stupid question. I feel like sometimes <laughs> in these moments, Jesus is like, ah, uh, guys. Yeah, the, I got, I got this the. This is a silly question. I handpicked you guys. Yeah, yeah. And you're this still is the asking best these questions. I could do. Yeah. So Jesus brings this this child forward and says, "Whoever humbles themselves like a little child." Is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. and so then you got to stop and you think. What does that? What does that mean? 
Like, what does it mean to humble yourself like a child? In in humility, I mean, honestly, right? A like, child can't really do anything on their own. Right. They need an adult or a parent for everything, for their feeding, for their yeah. clothing, for their taking them where they need to go, everything. Yeah, so you have to put yourself in a spot where you will let other people care for you. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's not fun. Because you can't care for yourself. Yeah. Right? So there's like, right. okay, like, you know, and there there's a bit of that. But then also, like, kids will do, like, anything for you. Yeah. If they that, want to. That will right? that wanting to please you. Right? I mean I think that's getting less without and less thinking about the reward general, though, right? Like, you know, it's not like you have to like yeah. be like, hey, do this and I'll pay you. Because they just if they, they love they, you. They just yeah, they just they, they just will want, want I mean, clearly to help he you. grabbed a child that is like right in front of him. So clearly this kid is like Yeah. Right there. Wanting to right? learn. So this kid is, is, is learning yeah. and you know, maybe it's a child that's part of the the crowd that is following mm-hmm. around or whatever. So well, and we like, do know that children are precious to Jesus. We, we know this, yeah. right? He cares deeply about what happens to them and that they are cared for. Yeah. And then <laughs> this is where we realize how or who God wants to compare us to. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which is like so we look at, we... we look at the world and go, you know, so speaking as a pastor, um, our church is under a hundred people. Yeah. Um, it is amazing to me how many times I talk to other pastors and the moment that they know that our church is small, mm. I'm less relevant. Yeah, it's interesting, uh, isn't I'm, it? I'm not as important as they once thought. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, or they want to know, do you have a degree? Have, where'd you go to school? Yeah, what is your uh, master's in? You know, all these kinds of things. And, and, well, sure, they're benchmarks of seemingly some sort of... of uh, uh, Success, right? You know, uh, our church is less than a hundred, but the area that we live in is like only five thousand people total. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there's, if there's, typically there's pastors of churches that are would be every single person in our community going to one church. Mm-hmm. Like we're this like the com- the competition yeah. or or yeah. the standard of how you try to figure out where you fit. Yeah. It's not, it's not an equal thing for everyone. And I think that's what Jesus is doing as he brings a child forward and says, hey, we, like the standard that you're trying to figure out, it's not, you're not even on the right scale. No, You're not exactly. even looking the right way. It's this childlike life uh, that is the freedom to live as God intended us to live, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Kids... Like, how many times have you put a kid out in a muddy thing, the first thing they're going to get to do is go, like, play in the mud and splash, and, like, they're going to do exactly the thing that makes the parents cringe, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I don't want to have to clean this up, <laughs> oh, but they just, so they're oh, just, the having, they're oh, just having fun. Yeah. They're just enjoying life. Yeah. They're just free to do the things that, that come to them in, in that moment, uh, and they trust that, that life is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And this is what God is longing for us to be like those children that are free to live life as God intended us to live, trusting him, free with our love and affection to God. Yeah. Right. And and, um, he kind of has a pause there. Um, You want to flip over to Mark chapter nine, verses 33 through 37. I think. Yeah. Okay. And they came to Capernaum. And when he was in the house, he asked them, what were you discussing on the way? 
but they kept silent. For on the way, they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. <laughs> oh, here we go again. And he sat down and called the twelve, and he said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and a servant of all. And he took a child and put him in the midst of them. And taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. Yeah. 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 So Jesus, again, you know, um, parallel passage to the the seemingly same story. Um, Jesus challenges the disciples to serve. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. like you're you're gonna you're gonna serve. Mm. You want to be the greatest. You serve. So um, it's a weird thing. Um, I I as a as the pastor, when we have potlucks at church, okay, so we have potlucks. We're small enough. We get to do that. Mm-hmm. Have a common table. Yeah, we've share talked about food them before. And all that kind of stuff. It, it's it's uh, uh, the communal blessing of sharing food together is huge. Mm-hmm. But I eat last. Yeah. And I've started to have people notice that I do that. Yeah. Now there's two things, right? Like first, um, I'm usually tired. It's after the service. I'm not usually hungry. Well, and there's a lot of cleanup. Um, we have Sunday, to clean up our stage. Sunday is not an easy... This is just me personally. If you're a pastor and this isn't the way Sunday is for you... Then that's bless, great. Blessings on you. But but I wake up early. I'm often very nauseous. Um, I can't... Uh, uh, it's hard for me to to eat it's hard for me to like, yeah I don't I generally don't eat much on Sunday until well after so lunch right after church is never really an enjoyable experience for me it's like it's the last thing I want mm-hmm. so but I also want to make sure that everybody else has enough food because it's right. it's a potluck you, you know you, you never got, know you got people and you know a few when you're a small church if a few people forget to bring stuff you might not have enough food so you kind of have to process that through um but here's this. Here's Jesus saying, "You got to serve." Now, part of that bringing that up is because now I've got people who notice that. Yes. So what do they do? Oh, pastor, you've worked hard this morning. Yeah. You go first. No, no. <laughs> or some I'm trying. Like I'm one trying of them to waits go, with you. I'm, have you not read Mark? I'm trying to go last here. I'm trying to. Serve I really you. want to just be first. Just no, like, I'm just kidding. You know? Now, when. When Elaine or Sonia or, yeah. or Emily bring their pot stickers and dumplings and you those do kinds sneak of things, those early. I will take a couple of those yep. first mm-hmm. every single time. And so you should. I gotta, they are I gotta, I, yeah, no, they are amazing. We have some fantastic cooks. I will jump ahead, and that's my second point. Um, sometimes we, we end up acting like we're serving other people for selfish reasons. Right. Right? We want to make ourselves look great. So ah, we yeah. go last right, because right, the right. first will be last. And I would like to be first, so yeah, yeah. I will be last. I'll be last. You know, right? It's that it's that uh, that parent who lets their kids win. But that's yeah, but that's like losing that humble part where Jesus yeah, is asking you, lose, you to you actually your, be selfless. You lose your you lose your humility humility. Yeah. Um, so the idea here is that we should be using our gifts and our abilities and our opportunities to meet the needs of other people with joy because of Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah. As Jesus came and served, like he, if you think about his whole life, um, the throne of heaven is mm-hmm, where Jesus mm-hmm. should be sitting. Right. But yet he's walking in the dirt of Israel, mm-hmm. um, in a desert where it's hot and uncomfortable and the whole deal, right? He mm-hmm. chose in his wisdom, uh, God in his wisdom sent Jesus at a time when there was no internal, you know, no plumbing, no heat, yeah, yeah. no air conditioning, uh, all of those kinds of things because 
that's what they chose because, you know, I mean, Jesus living today, he could have showed up somewhere and had a pretty, pretty cushy life. Yeah. Because like, let's be honest, most of us who live in developed countries, we have pretty cushy lives. No, 100%. And so the idea here is that when we come to serve, uh, it has to be not for selfish reasons. We use everything that God has afforded us to bring, uh, to serve others with joy. And we find joy in serving uh, others in the, our relationship with Jesus. And Jesus says there at the end, when you do that, you're starting to understand who God is. Mm-hmm. When you actually submit yourself to serving and not thinking about what you can get out of it, you just see a need, you know you can meet it, so meet it. Mm-hmm. That's what God is actually calling for us to do. Um, in Ecclesiastes, could take us a second to get there, uh, chapter 3, if I can remember where it is, chapter 3, verse 11, it says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. Right? This, this wanting to know about all the past people and all the future people is actually built into us. Yeah. Uh, we're created with eternity in mind and an eternal purpose. Right. This, is, this is why so many people have uh, difficulties with, with the world and, and what's going on when they don't know who Jesus is, right? Because um, Jesus asks us to serve him um, and, and not just be set for a mediocre kind of life. Right. Um, we're built for eternity. Yeah. And so we want something more than just meh. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And so we search for that. We search. We spend our lives searching for that. And and you won't actually have fulfillment until you actually figure out who Jesus is. But then as you figure out who Jesus is, Jesus is saying you won't have fulfillment until you figure out how to serve other people. Right. To submit yourself to that, that process. process. And it is a constant learning pr- process. Because as soon as you feel like you're doing really good at serving people, <laughs> you find a group of people that you don't want to serve. Yeah, that's fair. And you realize, oh, I don't want, really want to roll up my sleeves and get into that mess. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to be part of, of, of that thing over there or this this thing. And so we trust in, in Jesus and we let him lead us into those spots where we realize this is where I'm called to serve. Right. This is like in this moment, this is what I'm called to do. And uh, it comes back to all of those kind of sayings that are out there, like the first will be last and the greatest is the least and all of those teachings. And so many of Jesus' teachings kind of are right along those lines where it's like, if you're looking to build your kingdom, Hmm. you've totally missed his kingdom. Yeah. If it's about what you can get out of this, it's it's not the way we're supposed to be looking at it. We look at serving other people first and then being surprised by what God actually gives to us in return from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to jump back to the Matthew 18 passage yep. for the last uh, three verses, five, six, and seven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin... It would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe to the world for temptations to sin. For it is necessary that temptations come, but woe to the one by whom the temptation comes. So the disciples ask, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Right. Jesus brings in a child and says, be like this kid. Oh, by the way... (laughs) If you don't look after 
these children. It would be better for you to tie a big rock around your neck and get pushed out of the boat. Yeah, which makes you think all of those people who harm children. Right. But it's even bigger than that, right? Mm -hmm. Because why why was the child in front of Jesus and the disciples? Because Jesus brought the child forward and said, this is the greatest in the kingdom. Also, but his family, his parents would have brought him to yeah. Jesus. Yeah, but it, but the disciples were asking, who is the greatest? Yes. Right? They're looking at it going, who is the greatest? Who are the people that we should revere in the kingdom? Who are mm. the ones that are at the top? Jesus goes to the to what would be at the time considered the bottom. The lowest. Pulls this child forward, says, this is who we need to pay attention to. And, oh, by the way, if you lead one of these away mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. me, yeah. this is the mess. But see, the disciples were actually asking about everybody in all eternity. Yeah. So the child is a type yep. in Jesus' teaching, and the type is all of us. Yep. Which now means this teaching is you don't lead anybody astray. It's well, not just yeah. children. That's I mean, right. If you're harming children, yeah, rock around your neck and into the lake you go. I got no problem with that. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> the Lord will deal with but that. Jesus but yeah. is saying if you're leading people away from him, mm. that's what we're called to do. The whole thing is talking about... We're not called to lead people away from him. No, no. We're called to serve them. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I left out some words there. You did. You did. Brain is ahead of tongue at this moment. <laughs> um, we're called to lead people to him. So when we're we called lead people them lead astray, to, to him. But it's all it's in bad. the context of who do we serve. Right. So now you start to realize you're out for coffee and a homeless dude is looking for food. Mm. And they know that you are a believer because they just heard you pray for your meal and they heard the Mm -hmm. conversation at your table and you refuse to serve them. Have you led him astray, them astray, caused them to walk farther away from Jesus, which would be exactly what God is saying, or Jesus is saying here, don't do that, right? We actually have to make this fit the whole spot. It's, It's Jesus is holding this child in the conversation to say, we can't lead anyone away from God. Right. Right? We need to be working in a, or, or serving in a way that causes everyone to come back. It's a huge deal to serve and to not lead people away from Jesus. Um, this There's one word in there in verse 7, woe. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's a warning of overwhelming sorrow a or times it's used. heavy disaster yeah. is coming. It's like, woe is you're like on pain of death, you should mm-hmm. pay attention to this. And this idea is um, we need to serve and protect the weaker brother, the weaker mm-hmm. sister. In this context, the weaker is anyone who doesn't understand who Jesus is. Right. The child is, that we're talking about serving here, is anyone who is not walking in faith with Jesus. Hasn't figured this out yet. So as we navigate the world, as we look or to find... Or just beginning to, maybe. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we're looking to serve people for God's glory. God's glory yeah. is when they find out who Christ is and are transformed by the work of the Holy Spirit in their hearts and their minds. Mm-hmm. This is actually, as much as it's about uh, caring for people around us. This is about evangelism and making sure that as we serve people, they are being confronted with the gospel in love so that they can figure out who Jesus is. Because when they figure out who Jesus is, they figure out who the one who sent him is. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's pretty, pretty uh, hefty 
hefty teaching and one that I know we all struggle well, with at different heavy, times, yeah. right? So as we look for places to figure out who is the greatest in life, mm-hmm. just remember we're called to have a posture of serving and living out life with a joyful abandon of love for Jesus and for the Father because mm-hmm. they didn't forget us. We were the little children and they didn't leave us in our mess. So we can't leave other people around us in their mess when God points that out to us. Well, guys, thanks for joining us today for our conversation. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day, and I hope you can join us next time. Until next time.